0: Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Article 23, your podcast all about work. I'm very excited to be back on the rotation this week. Uh, James Hancock dialing in from Mars Philly office over in the States. And I'm joined by Rhonda Brighton Hall. How are you doing?
1: Uh, great and even the better to see you Brighton Like it's so much fun to have these conversations with you and I, I love doing it.
0: Hopefully I'm not using uh, too many American expressions yet that means you can't understand me, like appreciate you or like mm-hmm, when hmm uh, when you say thank you, someone goes mm-hmm and you're like, but that, that I said thank you or, uh, yeah, anyway, I think we can still understand each other, which is quite important for what we're talking about today.
1: It is because we're going <laughs> to talk about our very much shared and long-term obsession with this topic of belonging.
0: Yeah, Yep, we are. I'm super excited. And I think now more than ever, belonging matters deeply. One of the things I'm noticing so much in the States and talking to clients over the last couple of days is actually it's popping up as a standalone role here, Um, usually in HR but elsewhere. But things like, and it doesn't matter on titles, but head of belonging, really looking at how you're bringing diversity efforts together, culture together, uh, how you're looking at how work comes together for people. So I think we're onto something. <laughs> uh, we're obsessed and we know that there'll be listeners out there who are absolutely obsessed by this too.
1: We'd want to hope we are like three years of, uh, you know, pretty deep research and, and collecting data and constantly challenging it and getting it ready. I think we're getting really close. So I think um, the way that we talked about, we'd like to go through this is to talk about Belonging and why it matters, because strangely, that's a question we're often asked. And because we're so deep in it all the time, um, we don't think about it anymore. We just, it's, of course, a bit of a no brainer, but let's talk about why it matters and then talk about what's behind it and then land in how important it is right now when we're faced with these enormous global challenges to build momentum and to build a future um, together and why belonging is such an important foundation for that. I just can't exaggerate that past where it currently sits in reality. Yeah, so, I can't, can't
0: wait. So do you want to start with why it matters then?
1: Yeah, I do. Because it, I think it's sort of a, why does belonging matter is because you always want to give people the space that they need to give their very best contribution, their best effort, their best connectivity. And where does that come from? It comes from when you feel like you belong, where you are, where you should be alongside the people that you should be with, and you've got an opportunity to give your best and you're not fighting for territory or fighting for space or your rights or anything else. You're actually confident that people want you there, that they need you there, that they accept you as you are. And that whole feeling of being where you should be with who you should be with is creates an enormous amount of confidence. It builds trust. And that combination of confidence and trust is not only your own best ideas, but it's also this openness to collaborate, to throw it in, to help someone else. You know, you, you believe that If someone needs your help, you give it to them. There's a generosity to it because you know that you're all in it together. And so you can't possibly underestimate how incredibly foundational that is to how we come together as human beings.
0: Yeah, and I think that generosity is absolutely massive. I've felt that. I've seen that one a lot and it's it's so important. Uh, And I think the more I think about belonging and I see it, our applications of it, applications of others, using it as well i think uh when you have belonging you you don't have no distractions but you're without distractions from things that really matter so you're always focused on the biggest purpose the biggest intent the way you can do the most i think that's what i'm noticing is really really powerful about this uh which is not like bad things don't happen don't pop up from time to time but you're always focused because you know you're supported you know you fit, um you have that connectivity i think it's yeah i'm with you it, it couldn't matter than more than anything else to me so
1: yeah i i completely agree and, and it is where the, it's this individual identity and its connection across to the collective and you and i have spent our life in organizational psychology so this is where we live but it, yeah. it it is an understanding of what is identity first up and understanding ourselves and each other so that we can then make space for people to be together as a collective and it's it's just when you get it right there's a real flow to how you work together and what you can achieve and challenges that seem big aren't there and you're right you don't have this sideline conversation that's distracting you with some stupid oh i'm not sure if i fit in i'm not sure if i'm doing it right i'm not sure if i know the language i'm not sure if i know how i should act you just walk in and go i know how we act together and we're good
0: yeah and i think uh you you touched on it beautifully is um belonging is so has such a deep association with identity with diversity and inclusion, diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging is put together a lot over here. It's a, it's a it's a new acronym for me, but um but not a new acronym, but not in principle if that makes sense, because I think yeah, it's something that
1: it, it makes great sense
0: the, the whole time the whole the whole time. But um when we're looking at yeah, at people's identity, I think too often, you know, I look from my eyes and I look over towards you and I assume I ascribe an identity to you. Uh, you know, I look at you and I make that decision quickly, we know all of the psychological models and schemas and frameworks and good reasons, bad reasons, intentional ones, unintentional ones, why that happens. But I think if there's a way and in belonging, we've kind of found it is a way to say what really matters to you based on whatever the collection of lived experiences are, whatever genetics, whatever there is underlying the person in front of you, what makes them really ticker work. I think that belonging has the power to do that. And I think that's huge in how we work better together in organisations.
1: I I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And it's so important that we don't have this way of looking at identity where we say, you know, you and I are very diverse between the two of us, James, but we don't sort of look and go every man who's your age, uh, who has brown hair, they're, they're like you. It's more like, I'm really interested in who you are and how you see your identity. I don't make assumptions about it. All the things you just described. I mean, this is, you're letting the person bring their identity to the table in their own way with a deeper appreciation and understanding of themselves. And then you're open to how it comes together. So there is isn't definitely an identity piece about it, but it's not the all people like that are in one box. It's actually how we see ourselves and how we weight different elements is such an important part of how we understand ourselves.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That identity one's huge. What about the things that really matter when we're talking about, belonging what kind of goes into it i know we talk about it a lot we mentioned that at the front but what, what does go into it in case but there's lessons no or anything else
1: the factors that go into it are so clear and we've spent so long researching it and doing it and validating it and everything else and we these are the factors and they don't move they don't move between gender age race or anything else it is am i are we purposely together, like purposefully together? Do we have a common and aligned purpose that we're trying to do something useful together? That's that purpose alignment. Second one is, do we have good relationships? Like, do we get on well? Do we care that each other turns up? Um, Are we looking out for each other? These are just generous, good relationships and generosity very, very much part of that. The third one is agency freedom to do things my way. I don't have to be told how to do it. I can, bring what I want to bring to it in my way. And that sort of freedom and agency is such an important part of how we're all wired. And then the final piece of it is accountability. It's not just, yes, you have permission to turn up as yourself, but actually it's really important that you do. And when we turn up, we turn up the best we can possibly be because everyone's counting on us to be there. And there's a very different empowerment in that accountability than there is if someone's telling you what to do or they're, they're you're there the gatekeeper, like I need to mentor you in so you know how to fit in, as opposed to it's awesome that you've turned up and we know that you've got some difference to the, you know, the rest of the group or whatever it happens to be. And we want that difference and we want it really badly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think all of those things are holding true. What we've got in our belonging index is amazing touches on all of those things. But why don't we go to a, a little bit more on Uh, Why belonging matters so much uh, right now and what what you could do about it because I think like you said there uh, Rhonda was um, What we're finding is these factors don't matter so much based on a whole range of factors like age, etc I'd also say that even though we're navigating pretty wacky situations and the situation Is seemingly the same in a pandemic, but we're having different cycles and different timings all around the world across states uh, across you know, towns, whatever it is, there's so many moving parts to that that aren't happening evenly. Um, if these factors hold true, is that is that true even in a crisis? Because for me, how you want to work together, the purpose you're getting behind, the relationships that matter to you, how they matter to you, the way you like to work, if it's in groups, if it's more by yourself, I don't think they're going to radically change in a pandemic. What do you, what do you I think?
1: think? I think they become even more important because every mm. other thing that you used to hang your hat on, like we were in this cool office together. That's why we felt cool about it. We all went to that coffee shop. That's why we felt cool about it. Um, we all go to that pub after work. That's why we feel cool. But I all of a sudden... After work. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> still get the coffee in the pub. But yeah. you know, it is so many of the rules are gone. And so, you know, for the last couple of years, we've said, oh, we need to make data-based decisions and check the facts and everything else. But... The reality is, they don't work right at the moment. There's literally no guidelines, no boundaries. And so, we're going to need every single individual turning up in the best possible way so that they can help solve these problems that are unsolvable, that don't have a rule book or a last time we did this at work like this, or we know the best way through this is A or B. It's actually, we're going to need everybody turning up the best they can possibly be. And to do that, we have to get to belonging. And when we've been working with people lately, we've been Try and nut this out and you can hear the urgency in our voices about why people should lean in and care more is what we're asking for. Don't sit back. There's so many voices at the moment saying, I want my sh- more of the share of the pie that's ever decreasing as opposed to actually, what can I add to the pie? How can I create momentum? How can I help get this back on track? And as many of us as possible need to be in that framework because not everybody can do that every day, but all of us need to try. And so, we've sort of broken it into four categories and I think they're pretty right. So the first one is this context issue, understanding context. And and that's basically because there are no rules, because there's a thousand government websites in every country to go to and nobody really knows what's going on. If you're running a business or you're a leader, you need to get those rules and context and understand them. If people want, this is what we're doing today. Yes, we're wearing masks. No, we're not wearing masks, whatever it happens to be, know that context and be a source of good information that's up to date. That means you've got to know that like three times a day because that's, people go, what's the rules? And you go, the rules are these and I'm going to provide this level of safety. So that context in your area, region, suburb, city, whatever, it country, whatever it is, that's clear. And you have to sort of know what that is. The second second element of it is getting out and understanding the individual experience of your team, what they're actually going through, what they're learning, what's working, what's not, what have they got to offer to the conversation in terms of, wow, I've got an idea, you know, we could do this, we could do that. You, you need to understand both from a care perspective because you'll have people on your team who need more support right now, but even more so it's the people who have got something to offer but you don't need your support and actually can give more back and getting that group together and understanding how each individual's identity and understanding fits into that to talk about belonging is super yeah. important. And then we move into your favourite topic, which is the design of work. So if we've got that, that context, we've got this work to do, this is an individual experience, how do we bring it together? And I thought your article last week on hybrid teams and how they're being built is really valuable.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, I think work design does matter. I think that you're always going to have a way of navigating what's happening out there in the market or in the situation that you're at. Uh, that's always moving we know that it's disrupted in good times and it's a pandemic in bad times uh, and then yeah you need to bring the individual the team and the organization along and society along within that and sort of blend it together and for me you know as not a car guy as I read in that article I think the way to approach that is a hybrid team where you are balancing all of those things it makes the most sense it allows the best flexibility it allows the best contribution but what it doesn't do is throw away the things that matter with belonging because for that to work really well, you still need purpose, relationships, agency and accountability. If you have that, the way that you apply it can be a little bit flexible. That's my idea of the hybrid team and why I think it comes into play. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's obviously got to be factored in, in in the work that we're doing, how we're designing it and how we're putting teams of people together. To
1: and the possibility that you don't, you're not going to treat back to this idea of equity you're not going to yeah. treat everybody the same you're going to treat them in a way that gives them the opportunity to thrive and that might be different than the people next to them but you'll be surprised at the the openness people have to looking after each other people actually like looking after each other and so that hybrid team won't be that's not fair we will be we completely get why we're all working a little bit differently and we can still come together in a great way because we're very open about it and that lands in the fourth factor so which is, we think is leadership. And that leadership model that, you know, it's not leadership capability 201 or whatever it was. It's actually the idea of leadership as being um, an ability to nurture, to connect, to encourage, to support, to understand, to be interested in. This is a very, what we used to call a feminine style of leadership. But you know there it's it's actually not related to gender it's actually a very different way of coming at the world it's being open to other people and that comes right back to belonging it's about i understand me and i'm okay with that and i want to understand you because i want to accommodate you in the best possible way that i can to give you space to be great
0: yeah and we can i just can't hear that and not go to uh historical leadership was about cracking the whip and it was all about making sure that we were engaged and that we were doing basically productivity really well and being really efficient. We know that that in the way that we work today, when we're not all building widgets and machines necessarily, some people still are. That's cool. I still don't think that style of leadership is the way to go. But uh, we know that this way of leadership is is the way forward. It's leadership for now where society works the same, where we look at challenges together, where we learn and collaborate. I think it makes perfect sense.
1: So... I think where we land with all this, and, and as I said, we can hear the urgency in our voices, we, we are dealing with people every day who are breaking or broken and having a hard time, um, leaders, CEOs, right down to frontline employees. And it is going to be this moment where we do have to create a feeling of belonging and connectivity like we've never done before. And we've always thought it was important, but never more so right than right now. And so if we can appeal to everybody just to throw yourself in because it's really practical things you can do, like just asking people and, and checking in on them and making sure they're okay. And then letting them be part of designing or what we call co-curating the way that you're going to work together. Um, so we'd love to share all of that. In fact, we already have. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, and
0: I was going to say, and I realized people listening to the podcast uh, may already have read the articles because we put this out in the, in the uh, weekly newsletter that we make, but I'll flag early if there's any, anyone listening to this that uh, needs to go back and read articles that Rhonda's article this week is very much centered on these topics and is probably, in my opinion, is the best article we've ever done the, and, and one of Rhonda's best, so the pressure's on. I think the title is a working title. Is it This <laughs> Is Me or Brave Bruised Me, but either way, <laughs> Whatever the title comes out see Rhonda's article and look at it this week it's unbelievable.
1: Thank you James I really I really appreciate that. It was a bit raw that one. So I'm hoping that I hoping that it I hoping people appreciate that it is about connectivity.
0: Nothing yeah. Other. Love it. I think that's a big more from us.
1: It's a big one from us. See you.